With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live.
Welcome to the Waterman Files. This is Dr. John Waterman coming to you from deep inside the castle. Good afternoon. Today is February the 23rd. Stand by. We'll be right with you. The Waterman Files. Alone. We are in this together. You are not alone. You are not alone. Ground crew, you are not alone. Ground crew, you are not alone. Ground crew, you are not alone. We are in this together. Welcome to the Waterman Files. This is Dr. John Waterman, and today is February. The 23rd, 2015, Monday, and our regular broadcast time of 7 p.m. Eastern. Welcome to the broadcast, and I'm glad you're here. We've got some uh, topics to cover this, we'll start this week with. 
And uh, as you saw in the uh, post on the Waterman Files, we'll be talking about uh, uh, some announcements to the ground crew. We'll be covering the news, including in, about encryption in your privacy in your life. And uh, we have a lot of stuff to cover today. Wednesday, uh, Rusty will be on with the WebBot report. And um, I'm glad that uh, he'll be able to uh, come back to us with an update on the WebBot report. We've had a lot of people. It generates a lot of interest, some of it good, some of it bad. And I know that there may be some audio problems out there, but we are recording. I have no idea why the audio isn't working, but we'll continue to record this and put this up in a podcast. And let me put that up. In case in case there's no audio, in case there is no audio, uh, I will put it up. Buffering, by the way, folks... Um, uh, is a problem on the website, and it's particularly because of the um, issues that we have with uh, the stream bandwidth. We'll have to fix that one of these days. But anyway, it uh, it has the possibility of uh, causing a problem. So bear with bear with us. The the uh, website, uh, and it's important for you to um, uh, hear this because important announcements uh, announcements are going to be uh, being made about the uh, about the broadcast in the f- in the future. So uh, today we'll uh, I'm just typing what I'm <laughs> talking there. Important announcements being made about the broadcast in the future are this. Um, we're going to start a new and private broadcast. It's free, but it will be broadcast privately. So you need to contact me via phone or through the emails at the Waterman file in the contact tab. You need to have me add you to a list that we'll be putting out information to. And you need to tell me who you are by a name. I don't care if it's your real name. You need to pick some kind of name that I'll recognize when you come into the broadcast. It will be here at TalkShoe, but it will be a, a private, not published broadcast, and you'll have to have a name. So you'll have to pick out a name. So in other words, guests um, will not be able to just come into the broadcast. And uh, so that means you'll have to come on the guest. Those of you that um, call in by phone, call sometime this week. We will start this March the 2nd, I think it is, first Monday in March. And we will give you the way to access the call, and it will be private. Why am I doing this? Because we get too many trolls. It's time that we move to the next level. And lots of uh, people might be thinking, gosh, you just got your broadcast built up. No, I'm not here for numbers. I am, I am here for a specific group of people. That's who I'm here for. 
Not here for the troublemakers. So we're going to cut it out. I'm not interested now uh, what you do when you get a uh, a friend that wants to listen. They contact me. They give me their name that I can see. It's going to be it's going to be like this. When you sign in right now, there are phone calls, lots of phone calls uh, coming in on the phone, and there are some uh, guests in right tonight. Uh, sometimes there's several guest names, and uh, but tonight they're all guests, along with the private direct phone calls. Guests will not be allowed <clears throat> in this broadcast because it's invitation, and I have to know who's coming, so you have to pick out a name and tell me who you are. When you tell me who you are, I will put you on the list. Uh, and by that, I mean you got to give me your nickname that you've got made up and gone ahead of time in TalkShoe and made up. Now, you can do it on the fly, but it means you're going to have to take the time because guests uh, later in the show have always been uh, vile, perverse uh, uh, language, and uh, we're trying to stop that. Besides that, the ground crew uh, is uh, an important uh, group of people that are interested in obtaining information for the days ahead and we have too much to do to be worrying about who's in the chat room and what kind of trouble they're causing. So this is going to be free, but you have to be invited, so you have to communicate with me. That means I send out information to you or tell you over the phone how to access the information or the broadcast. So when you get to, if you're one of the listeners that can't hear me right now, and you've come to the archives, uh, this broadcast and those that are on the Internet, uh, there will be a tab, uh, I mean, there's a a picture at the top right-hand column, very top right-hand. It's a silhouette of a bunch of people that it says TWF Live. And uh, when you click that in the future, starting in March, that will bring you to a password-protected page. When that happens, um, to be blocking you, you're going to have to, oh, gosh, I didn't communicate, so you're going to have to communicate to me. Uh, We're going back to members-driven, but the members uh, are going to be on a donation basis. It's just to handle things, and it would be nice to get those donations because this does, does cost money. And uh, in order for me to control what we do, how we do it, and if I got enough money, we'd be able to talk to you, but I don't. So in the meantime, uh, expect changes starting in March. If you have any questions, just email me. Yeah, that's going to require you send an email to me, and yes, it's going to let me know who you are. Uh, you know, if you are worried, uh, not worried about the government, then why are you worried about contacting me? You won't have to. Okay, another announcement is that there's the Eurofolk radio link up, up on the uh, Waterman Files, the radio broadcast link. But you can also go on the Internet to eurofolkradio.com, and you'll find all kinds of, of videos, Instructional videos, historical videos, um, radio streaming 24-7, uh, news, p- 
publications, uh, articles, information like that. And uh, <clears throat> it's uh, growing. And uh, I, have, I'm, I have a link to Euro Folk Radio in the link section at the Waterman Files. And you'll find me uh, doing uh, broadcast short uh, intermittent uh, audios that are podcasts there. And I'm writing articles for uh, Euro Folk Radio. You can find those up at the web at that website. There are some audio updates that I will be doing on a regular basis. They're short, abbreviated. They're not very long, and uh, basically, it's uh, under the title "This Is the News" by J.W. And you'll find those and various uh, articles and research uh, published by myself up there. And some of that, not all of it, but some of it uh, will be posted at the Waterman Files also. But uh, you'll find a lot of information about uh, the Anglo-Saxon and Celtic uh, people and the historical approach from that perspective published there. And I think you'll find it uh, very interesting it's an international endeavor. And it's from Europe and America and even Australia. And so there's tons of different authors and contributors that are coming to that site. And uh, I think you'll probably be interested in it. The problem that we have, the problems that we occur in broadcasting are becoming almost unmanageable. Oftentimes it's because uh, of the topic. And the topic is... Under the uh, and the streaming is under the control of some host like TalkShoe, so it's keeping me from having the ability to broadcast. Folks, it costs hundreds and hundreds of dollars just to stream it. If I were to get a platform that would allow me to do it, and I just um, we're just not doing that. We we can't afford it. So right now we're going to try and use uh, TalkShoe. Hopefully uh, the new uh, approach through talks you will let us get in. People are having all kinds of problems uh, getting into the chat room. So unfortunately, we have tons and tons of uh, prospects and people, the ground crew, trying to get in and listen to the broadcast. Unfortunately, it's being blocked. All right, let's start some news. Uh, we've got a lot to cover today. By the way, the uh, uh, starting with the news, we have some information, and this came from uh, Rusty out of our uh, ground crew that there is a the FCC has authorized um, a test to uh, begin, and it's uh, being protested by the ARRL. That's the Amateur Radio Relay League, which is the so to speak main. Uh, venue for ham radio members and so forth of that organization to uh, deal with uh, the FCC. In other words, it's a civilian-based organization, a non-governmental organization that continues to uh, interact with the uh, FCC. It does other things, too, and uh, one of its functions is to help um, engage the wishes of the public to um, um, <laughs> the public to uh, uh, get into um, um, 
uh, information and, and topics they want t- taken care of by um, uh, people that are ham radio operators. And so it's helping the FCC, but the FCC has gone completely crazy. And uh, so they're going to be testing some equipment to jam ran, uh, the ham radio frequencies in a corridor, a small corridor of northeast United States in the near future. Now, why are they doing that? <laughs> why are they... Why are they keeping anybody from communicating with each other? It's been a constant uh, attack upon the freedom of people. And um, uh, just to let you know, in, in, in times of need, in times of need, when you have a problem, ham radio people were there to help communicate and get the needs. Uh, when we had this huge tornado, the largest ever hit Oklahoma and went through um, an Air Force base in, outside of Oklahoma City, went through a southern part of uh, Oklahoma City. I was, one of the fir- I was one of the very first on the scene. We commandeered a communication tower. Ham radio people were, uh, we had accumulated a list of over six Hundred missing people. Ham Communications is a public service and a uh, right of the people, but they don't want it to happen. You know, during the Katrina hurricane, the Navy pulled up there off the coast and started jamming ham radios. It was nonsense. Folks, i got to tell you, in the 80s, uh, uh, this is not something that's new to the to the uh, military, by the way. In the in the 1980s, I caught the United States Navy uh, stealing communication uh, lines off the coast of uh, Virginia as they were docked in port there in uh, uh, in the mid 80s. They were uh, taking their antennas and pointing them at some um, uh, microwave uh, antennas that had long-distance telecommunications on it, and they had uh, intercepted and broadcast on it, took over the uh, uh, little fiber optic cables that went into Sprint and started making calls all over the United States. They stole the uh, capacity there, and so we had to send somebody out and uh, tell them, okay, guys, they got in trouble. But it's not something, what I'm trying to say, it's not something new. However, this is new. Putting equipment in a region. Here's the plan. To put these uh, jamming pieces of equipment all over the United States and several locations so that they can jam ham radio frequencies. Now, this is nonsense. It's absolutely getting crazy, isn't it? So anyway, where we're going, what are we doing? Well, many of you, I feel, uh, are um, having, of course, trouble getting on. And uh, they come in, they hear nothing, but uh, that's I'm, I'll have to apologize. I have no control over it. Many of you have called in on the airwaves. I think you're getting it. Or called in on the telephone, and I think you're getting it. But I have 
uh, a part of the news that I want to go over with you right now is that uh, Veterans Today has come out with an article. This article's important. It's entitled The Growing Complexity Complexity of Alex Jones' Israeli Connections. Hmm. You might go, oh boy. Well, of course. I have to talk about this because this is one of our problems. We don't talk about it. We have to continue to talk about it. Some of our radio audience have asked if uh, we were going to burn Alex Jones. <laughs> and that's the same question that's been asked of uh, Veterans Today. And on Veterans Today, this article, which I will have up in the uh, Waterman Files, a link to it, and it is one of your assignments as a ground crew person. Go, listen, go read this article. You've, you've got to read this. This is an important article, I think. Anyway, it says, sleeper agents and even non-sleeper ones are often at the risk of exposure during big events when their handlers consider losing them worth the potential gains. In other words, throw it under the bus. The bad, bad guys might take their assets and throw them under the bus if they think they can you know, gain something from them. My would reply would be that that only Alex Jones could burn Alex Jones. And so that was the article by a uh, quote by uh, Jim Dean at the um, Veterans Today. So much has been written and said about Texas radio host Alex Jones whoring for the Zionist establishment that one could write a fair-sized book about it. If people haven't yet convinced, haven't been convinced that he's an outright shield and operative for the Jewish money power in this world, then they, he says, I don't know what it's going to take. Yeah, I agree. Tons of stuff. Tons of stuff. Now, what has he done? You know, how many of you go, well, I really, he, he really talks well. It's, uh, he gives us a lot of information and blah, blah, blah. Well, the blah, blah, blah <laughs> is that, you know, he tells you some things. But when it gets to be very important agendas of the Mossad, the Israeli state of Israel, and the Israeli interest in America, and the robber barons that are taking everything you own, um, Alex is there to misdirect you. And in particular, one of the most devastating events that still resonate in the minds of many people, and that's 911. He was there to tell you everything except what really happened. But now we're going to talk about a little bit about Alex Jones. There's been some investigations into the allegations about his connections. And uh, some of the sources uh, have been saying that now we're finding some connections. And these investigators are finding some very interesting connections. <laughs> okay, thanks, Jules, for calling in. You're going to want to listen to the um, uh, podcast. Again, I did some announcements about the broadcast. Hopefully it will resolve a lot of these problems. 
but I'm not going to restart today. So thanks for calling back in. Okay, what's going on is that um, there are some connections, and uh, we're talking about Alex Jones here. With And he has some connections with the world's largest weapons trafficker. Did you know that? I mean, this is going to blow people away. The world's largest weapons, and that means illegal and legal, weapons trafficker in the world happens to be a Saudi billionaire. Yeah, I said Saudi. But guess what? This Saudi billionaire is Jewish. Hmm, very interesting. Well, the Mossad has a name for him. <laughs> they, they, they do. They have special names for these guys. They're a Mossad asset, even though he's Jewish, and he lives and he calls himself a, an Arab. Well, he's there for a very, very important Israeli agenda. Well, one of those is to traffic arms. This man's attorney happens to be the same attorney that Alex Jones has. Do you really think that's a coincidence? Do you think it's a coincidence when this same billionaire funded somebody that was an author of a really weird book? The book was... You know, men are from Mars, women are from Venus. That guy, that author, yes, that author, his name's John Gray. He wrote this book about the relationships and misunderstandings that the sexes have about each other because they're just different. Now, that book was then picked up by this guy, and I'll tell you his name. This Saudi arms trafficker is Kishahajit. Let me say it again, real slow. It starts with a K and it starts with an H. I call it Kash Haji. Some people put uh, three syllables in there, but I'm just going to four. I'm just going to call it Kash Haji. K H A S H. K H A S H. Like in Kazarian, only it's Kash Haji with two G's. And this guy's in it, an Arab Jew. A billionaire, world trafficking, arms dealer. Wow. Anyway, he picked up this book who had, uh, uh, by the way, John Gray wrote this book about men from Mars, women from Venus, uh, that book. Hadn't sold any of them for a year after it was published. Nothing was getting sold. And then all of a sudden... Kash Haji shows up. Kash Haji picks up the book and promotes it for John Gray. Yeah, it sold millions because this guy got involved. Well, guess what then later happened? John Gray jumps on the 911 Truth Movement wagon. Yeah. This guy that was talking about men's and women's, uh, you know, men are from Mars, women are from Venus, differences in their relationship. This guy that's supposedly a relationship expert all of a sudden turns the corner and he's a 911 expert. 
and truther. Well, what did they do? All of these guys, including Alex Jones and that hodgepodge of, of really slick videos by a couple of boys, and I can't remember their name, want you to believe anything but the truth. So they misdirect you. And that was one of Alex Jones's biggest jobs he ever did was to misdirect people on 911. They didn't care a lot of about other things. Many things like that were just, hey, somebody's got to say it, let him do it. But when it then comes to you being associated with Alex Jones, doing business with his huge list of Jewish backers, all of which back him, you'll find out that he's dealing with a criminal elite of the world. Investigations into these allegations and that this Mars-Venus author John Gray and Saudi billionaire Kasaji uh, were involved is not new. In fact, did you know that we're going to be talking about Genesis Communications or GCN? You know where Joyce Riley is and Alex Jones? Oops! Kashaji owns Genesis Intermedia. Did you know that this word came out of the blue to name Genesis Broadcasting? This broadcast for patriots came completely out of the out of the blue. Well, Kashaji has a whole network of fraudulent and real corporations, businesses, trusts, all kinds of things all of which have the word Genesis in them, including Genesis Broadcasting. Of course, it's owned and run by, guess who? Ted Anderson. But do you think it stops there? Do you think? No, it doesn't. Y'all are going to have to read this article. It gets very in-depth. In fact, there was a fellow that uh, jumped on the bandwagon at the, about the same time that has this theory about peak oil. There's going to run out of oil. We've got to, you know, and it's all a bunch of baloney. There isn't any such thing as peak oil because the earth is constantly making it. Folks, <clears throat> how many years have we been, how many decades, how, how many centuries have we been pumping oil? Folks, pumping oil, pumping oil. How long have we been pumping oil? Uh, folks, one more break here. You have to, you have to call in. Anyway, we should have run out of dinosaur skin and and uh, and uh, oil made from, you know, whatever it is they think it is. Okay, because there isn't that many dinosaurs in the world. See, the earth creates this thing called oil, and it's the earth's natural cyclical ability to produce. There is no such thing as peak oil. It's produced. It's not just laying there. It's being replenished. Now, I know many of you don't think that, but golly, the guy that pandered peak oil to start with, golly, also seems to have connections to this Kash Haji arms trafficker, K 
Akash Haji. Yep, uh, I'm breaking again. There you go. Well, anyway, Kashaji and Genesis Intermedia were possibly involved. Both of them were probably, possibly involved in insider trading. Remember the event, 911, that somebody didn't pick up all this money? Nonsense. Somebody puts billions of dollars on some stock because of this 911 thing and makes tons of money and doesn't pick it up. You can bet somehow, some way, somewhere, somebody that did that got their money. They don't do that kind of thing. When you go to this article, when you get to it, make sure you click on some of the links, like the one of a list of Alex Jones's Jewish sponsors. That's all they are. Joel Wallach and the whole lot, okay? This article is rampant, literally rampant, with Alex Jones's connections to a Jewish-directed operation called Stratfor, Kash Haji, a Jewish Arab, and so forth. It's, it's several pages. More than likely, you're going to start here rumblings, and these rumblings are going to get so fierce for Alex Jones, I'm anticipating that he's going to quit broadcasting. That's how bad it is. Why am I telling you this? Because many, like myself early on, were snookered by people like Alex Jones and Genesis Broadcasting and the people that are on Genesis Broadcasting that lie and cheat and steal. And Alex is not the only one there that does that. <laughs> we have somebody in the chat room asking the question, is it Joel Wallach, the guy that sells the nutrients? Yeah, it's the guy that sells the nutrients. Unfortunately for the guy that sells the nutrients, his tangy tangerine got sent to a, uh, a laboratory outside this country so it couldn't be compromised in the test. And come to find out it has chemicals like, I don't know, pesticides or something that weren't that the, the lab came back and says, we're, we're not here just to see if it had, we were here just to test to see if it had what it said it did, but we got surprised ourselves when we found out it was so contaminated that it isn't even worth human, it's too dangerous to consume as a person, tangy tangerine. Folks, I knew all about this stuff, and that's why I've been telling people, watch it. Oh, it's earth-derived minerals. Well, he's trademarked that so he can say the word. He's not trying to say they're literally, I mean, plant-derived, excuse me, not earth-derived, plant-derived minerals. They're not plant-derived minerals. They're rock-derived. Rock. And his thing is, well, they came from plants that made the rock, so they're, ro they're plants. Well, he trademarks it so he can legally say it. Because if he actually was meaning without trademark their plant-derived minerals, he would get in trouble. That's why, because he's lying. 
It's a Jewish way of getting around the law and finagling things. It's junk. The product is junk. Always was. I've known this man for over 20 years. Yeah, over 20 years ago, I, like I've told you, I've sat across from him and personally talked to him privately at lunchtime. I knew him before he began this. I knew him as he was beginning to get involved in it. And I wouldn't have a thing to do with it. When I knew him, just to let you know I know, because it's not easy to find, he was an administrator, not a practitioner, but an administrator at a clinic in Mexico. Besides that, he's a vet. That's okay. They're supposed to know all about you, right? I'm sure they took detailed anatomy classes on the human body. Oh, and of course, they don't have clients that can talk, so they know really lots of cheap ways of doing stuff. Yeah, they know the cheap way, all right. They buy Monsanto pesticide uh, problem problems and chemicals to, uh, oh, that's all right. Let's just plaster the mass market with our multi-level junk. And let's mark it up times seven. I'm tired of this affecting our people. I'm really tired of it. It's got to. We have to get smart and we have to end. All right, enough of that. Got a lot more to cover, and I can get on the bandwagon, but I'm not going to. Uh, by the way, Anonymous, you know the Anonymous is a group of hackers. Some stuff they do I agree with, some I don't. They're not led by any direct group of people. In fact, they're the ones that are investigating and revealing all the pedophile rings all across the country, and they're well underway of doing that. Besides that, since the central banks have been creating so much problem, for you and me, the world... They've been hacking banks by the millions and stealing the money. <laughs> Moving the money around. I think it's kind of funny. But anyway, the recent activity by Anonymous is that they have been leaking Luciferian cult member names, their places, and their phone numbers. So guess what we're going to do? We're going to put them up, too. There's teachers involved. There's all kinds of people involved in this stuff. So we'll put all this information up for you. Occasionally, folks, if you happen to be in the chat room and can access it and you see somebody new come in, they're probably having trouble accessing it, so just let them know they probably need to call in, would you? Thank you. We'll put up this list <laughs> and a link to the article on Anonymous putting up these names, addresses, phone numbers of all these people <laughs> uh, today. You'll have access to all that. That's incredible, isn't it? One of the things that uh, is on my mind lately has been the fact that we've been having 
our freedom of privacy ripped from us. Now, folks, the government does not and is not required to give us privacy. We have to protect our own privacy. It's it's very it's very confusing, I know. One of the ways that we can get protected privately is of course with our communications, our cell phones, our landlines, our computers and so forth. If you have a landline, it's all over. <laughs> Thank you, Jules, for posting the phone get calls. It's all over. You can't be private and have a landline. Did you know that? I know people that have a landline and they don't have a message machine. Oh, they'll find out something. They'll find out because you're hooked into it. They know exactly. Do you know you, if you have a landline, there is a hard wire from your house to something called the telephone company. The office that it goes to is called an end office. It's in your neighborhood and likely within, say, four miles from you somewhere. You've seen them. They're those concrete walled buildings that are little bitty. They may be at the very most 30 by 30, concrete walls, concrete ceiling, secured door, usually inside a hurricane fence with barbed wire across the top. It's nondescript, has no name on it, but it's the telephone company. And wires go into that, and then that office sends a huge number of trunks to something called a tandem, very similar to the end office, only it's bigger, and that's where they connect up all the neighborhoods, is these tandems. Then these tandems route your call to a central computer at the phone company. Somewhere is located a, a main computer system. From there, it goes back to another tandem in another neighborhood that you're calling somewhere else, back to an end office, which then rings somebody else's phone. But that routing, that company, knows exactly who you are, where you are, etc. Privacy, landlines. They know who you are. They know where you are. They know what you're saying. Cell phones. <laughs> Cell phones are even easy. Well... Digital phones on landlines now are the thing. Uh, the dial ones with the are gone. Usually you have a touchpad on landlines that go do 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 do. That's digital. Cell phones, they know not only who you are because you've taken a contract most of the time. Instead of getting an anonymous throwaway phone, but they know what you're saying what your topics are, they don't need to know your name. They just need to know what you're saying. If you're saying things they don't like, they'll call you Jane Doe phone number one. And what they do is they say, Jane Doe phone number one lives at such and such. Yes, they know where you live. Because where your phone resides the most when you use it is your home, if that's all you use. 
so they know exactly what you like, what you talk about, not necessarily who cares who you are, but what you think's important to them. Your name doesn't give them any idea what you're like. But what you talk about is, and if you don't want to give your ID, they'll give you one, and they can uniquely identify that phone, and as it begins to be the topic of discussion that's regular, they will eavesdrop, listen, and give you a name, but then they attach your most frequent used location to that phone so they know exactly where you're at. Here's how you have to fight that. The only way that you can fight that is to have an encrypted phone. I doubt seriously if anybody has an encrypted phone. You have to get a black phone to do that. Everybody goes, well, I can't afford $600. Well, you get the package to talk for two years. I bet some people pay close to $300 a year for a phone, particularly a cell phone that does data, Internet access, smartphone stuff. So it's over two-year period. It is very competitive. It is very competitively priced. Computers. You notice I didn't give you an answer for landline phones. There is no mm, secure way. But here's something I want you to be aware of. Whether you're using a landline, a cell phone, or a computer, there's a way to encrypt your, your uh, information. Most of the time you're talking on the phone on a landline, you don't have somebody on the other end that has encryption, you probably can't find a way to be safe about what you talk about. How do I know this? Because once you, like me, and I'm on you know this thing broadcasting, they know exactly what I think. They've profiled me. They know me from a long time ago, folks. But they profile your voice. They can get within, well, 5%, within 5% of exactly who you are is real easy. It's probably more than that because when I worked on it for Sprint on a supercomputer, I helped develop the voice recognition. It was going to be used commercially. I had no idea it was going to be used by the government. I probably wouldn't have done it even back then. Anyway, the the thing about it is is that if you can get encryption on your phone, then you've got it made. So that's why we use unseen on the computer. Well, I don't want to get a computer. I don't know how to use it. A computer is like a phonograph. It's like uh, any other piece of equipment. It's got an on-off button that gives it power. And you turn on that phone inside the computer or you go get you a free location on the Internet to talk encrypted and talk and chat and send files encrypted. All of you know about it that are on the Internet. I don't have to teach you how to be on the Internet, but there's something called unseen. And you know that I haven't been live on uh, Truth Frequency Radio for quite some time because... Skype wanted me to upgrade. They, my, my Skype connection that was old, 
that wasn't being tracked would no longer work, and I refused to upgrade to the one they're tracking to the version of Skype, which is a voice-over Internet telephone, free telephone. I wasn't going to go there. I wasn't going to give them the chance. Why hand them? Just walk in and say, oh, I'm not doing anything wrong. Opinions aren't wrong, folks. Opinions aren't wrong. You're right. They're not wrong, but the government thinks they are. There's no law against much of what I do. Everything that I do, in fact. But the government doesn't think that. They think my position on the Jews is wrong. The Holocaust is wrong. My position with Russia being not the bad guy in Ukraine is wrong. And so we have problems. Here's what you need to do. There are five ways you can protect yourself and get some encryption uh, uh, tools for the Internet, particularly on your computer. And here's the most important thing that you can do. First, you can encrypt where you're located before you ever start. You can just vanish right now. You can go to private Internet access and spend $39 for a year, get you a VPN, and you're now inside a tunnel. But that's not where it stops. You might be able to be hiding where you are using that, just like you can a black phone, one of those black phones. But you need to encrypt a lot of what you're doing. There was something called TrueCrypt that encrypted your computer itself, but not files, okay? So if the Internet, through the Internet, the government tried to hack into your computer and get stuff, they had to go through something called TrueCrypt. Well, TrueCrypt is the old version. Today, it's called VeraCrypt. I'm going to be giving links, just like I am for the satanic guys. Here's the link today in um, the uh, chat for TalkShow. And VeraCrypt, this article talks about the five programs. VeraCrypt is to encrypt your entire hard drive, your entire uh, hard drive of your computer, your external hard drive, whatever your hard drive you want to encrypt, it'll encrypt, but it won't encrypt files individually. The next one is AxeCrypt on the list. They are two different things. They're being recommended. A-X-C-R-Y-P-T, AxeCrypt in that article. It encrypts individual files. So here's what you do, folks. You want to send an email? Do this. Type it up on Word document. Take that file and encrypt it with AxeCrypt. Okay? You send that as an attachment in an email to somebody. Now, remember, folks, the subject line is not encrypted. They can find out what you're talking about. So here's what we're doing. We're we're just putting info on everything now, nothing else. I-N-F-O, I-N-F-O, I-N-F-O. That's it. I-N-F-O. That's all the information that we're putting in, in, in the subject lines. 
Why? Because it's not encrypted. It doesn't tell us anything. Tell them anything. To read the email, you're going to have them download the encrypted Word document and open it. Folks, AxeCrypt is free, and you can download it and follow the instructions on how to open encrypted files and how to make encrypted files, and you'll be fine. So there's two different things that you can use. There are some others. One BitLocker uh, might have a, it's there's rumors it might be compromised, so I didn't recommend it. Uh, there's something called GNU. A GNU that's a, a public open source encryption programs for both Linux and Windows, but they kind of get too geeky and hard to use, so I don't much talk about that. There's one called (laughs) 7-Zip. It's provided by Windows. Now, come on, folks. You want to encrypt your files using a program that your Windows software gives you. Well, that's not going to work either. So you've got the two tools, mostly, that you can use for encrypting either your hard drives so somebody can't get into your information on your computer and or files as you send them out to people. Another thing that I want you to be aware of is TOR, T-O-R. Go there, download it. It's a free Firefox browser that protects you. Add to that all the bells and whistles that you like on your regular browser. It's no problem. But Tour routes you differently. So once you have a VPN, you can add to that the Tour Onion Network. It's the Onion Network routers. And then that's doubly (laughs) encrypted. Then when you do all that and you send encrypted files, they'll be spending forever and ever trying to break it. Yes, they can try, but guess what? We know they're having troubles opening stuff. There's some of the hackers saying, yeah, they're having trouble. They're having trouble opening stuff. They can't get it always open. Yeah, they may eventually, but maybe it'll take them, you know, months and months and months and months or years. Well, they're not going to spend it unless uh, you're a bad guy that they need to, uh, that, that really is threatening to uh, uh, nuke the world or something, or maybe steal the Federal Reserve. <laughs> Encryption is really important is what I'm getting at. <clears throat> so I encourage everybody to go to Unseen. And by the way, underway right now, Eurofolk Radio is moving uh, how they broadcast. Everybody could call in as a broadcast, and, and Eurofolk Radio is not is a news group. It's it does articles, research, and it broadcasts. And it's broadcast by the way. The player is twenty four seven. You can hear something, but it's always been that they had to call in and use Skype. Well, they're dumping that. They're going to this thing called Unseen. You can get a lifetime of higher-end products from Unseen by becoming a member of Unseen for life 
for life. And you've got one week left. That's all. First of March, it ends the offer to be a life member at Unseen. You can get a link there. On the Waterman Files is a black and white link that just says 10% off a premium account. And when you do that, you'll go there. You'll see it's a life membership. And you're going to be able to get a discount. We have these tools. So we have um, VeraCrypt. VeraCrypt is the first one, Jules. Um, I'll spell it for you. V-E-R-A-C-R-Y-P-T. It operates on both Linux, like Ubuntu, all those guys, and Windows. Okay, so it'll work. It's a Linux-based system, so since Apple's Linux-based, it'll probably work on them. I don't know if they'll let it, but they should. Okay. It's privacy tool time on this thing called the technology of the future. You know, a lot of people say, well, I've got to be private. i got to be... Yes, I understand. Why deprive yourself of, of the advantage of technology as long as you know how to do it do it right don't be afraid to do it and just because you think that you're too old to use it is not a <laughs> it's just unfortunate because there's a lot of things good about technology at one point folks ham radios and shortwave broadcasting and telephones were high tech and some people just wanted to talk in person still and write letters but communications is going technical. These communications continue to use technology. The best thing that we can do is to advise ourselves to do a better job and get private and get smart in our approach to doing it. That's what we should do. All right. <clears throat> we're going to take a break, and then we're going to come back for some um, more information. Thanks. Thanks. Hang on. We'll be right there. Jules, keep letting them know we're needing to broadcast uh, through the phones today. <laughs> I don't know what else to say, but uh, we're having some problems.
I am the architect. I created the Matrix. I've been waiting for you. difficulties as we usually do no matter where we seem to go until we get the ability to stream ourselves on our website we'll probably constantly have this problem but that costs money it's about uh, well it's at least five hundred dollars a year <laughs> we're not getting those kind of contributions okay here we go seems like the competition between businesses, folks, is always expected. I mean, you know, uh, we're in America, right? We're in free markets. Competition. It's important. At least that's what we think, right? I tend to think that it's healthy. I think it's uh, healthy because, uh, well, it's, you know, that's called American, isn't it? It's American to be in competition. Uh, <clears throat> helps us make things better, helps us keep the prices down, et cetera, et cetera. However, the problem we have now is that politicians in several countries <clears throat> that have advanced war making, war machine making materials and abilities, you know, they make money from making these war machines. So the political rants are continuing to pour like diarrhea from countries like America and Great Britain. And uh, the puppeted leaders of these countries like, you know, uh, Cameron and Obama and all those guys, it's getting disgusting, right? And these puppeted leaders moan and groan about their countries <clears throat> doing likewise making money just like businesses off this industry. But they moan that somebody else is doing it. We, well, Russia's wanting to make these things too. You know what, folks? It's not really about whether they're scared to death that they might be attacked by Russia as much as it takes money out of their pockets of the people that have put them in office. The people that put them in office make money from this war industry, this industrial complex. And all I can say to those 
little puppeted leaders of these countries is this. Having free market problems, are we boys? <laughs> Cameron was in Glasgow, you know, the guy that supposedly runs uh, England or Great Britain. And he was at a uh, the Scottish, the Scottish uh, uh, shipyard there talking about the wonderful economic benefits of making war machines there in Glasgow. Almost, you'd almost say Moscow, but it's Glasgow. And now these machines that he's making, he's saying, are the biggest they've ever made. And they're there to protect Britain from the vicious new threats of the world. But golly, we're really worried because if Russia is in the free market and able to make things too, they'll compete with little old Great Britain. <laughs> Cameron has warned Vladimir Putin, of course. You are the bad guy. You are the bad guy. You Have you ever noticed that they don't, they pick on their competition? They pick on their competition. I'm just going to play you the nonsense that's coming out of Cameron's mouth about Russia causing all the problems in Ukraine. You know, here's what's funny. They 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 ask for a you know they've met they wanted to cease fire including Russia Germany Ukraine Porky the guy that's supposedly billionaire oligarch that's in controls the head dude of Ukraine Eastern Ukraine of course has broke free the Crimea is not part of it they're Russian now but they're all really mad they don't like those East Russian language speaking non-Jewish, friendly people of eastern Ukraine. They don't. They don't like them. So Cameron said, if this truce does not hold, we're going to blame Russia before he even knows who is going to break it. So Kiev which is not even in the control of Russia, could bomb <laughs> eastern Ukraine, break the truce, and of course that's Russia's fault. This guy is an idiot. You know why? They have to talk this way. They have to have this double-mindedness. These people are unstable. It's all there is to it. Responsibility for what has happened in Ukraine lies absolutely squarely with Vladimir Putin. And it's kind of hard to, to hear because he's actually in a shipyard outside in one of those great big old covered things while they're working on the largest ship they've ever had. Stabilized and effectively invaded this country and have caused all the problems that have happened since. What uh, Britain and countries of the European Union have done is merely to say that Ukraine should be able to choose its own future. Now, in terms of what Britain has done, we were the first country to say that Russia should be thrown out of the G8, and Russia was thrown out of the G8. We've been the strongest uh, adherents that we need strong sanctions in Europe, and we've pushed for those, achieved those, and held on to those at every single occasion. 
what we need to do now is to deliver the strongest possible message to Putin and to Russia that what has happened is unacceptable, that these ceasefires need to hold, and if they don't, there will be more consequences, more sanctions, more measures. The truth here is that we have to be clear that we're prepared to do this for the long term, and that uh, Russia should not make the mistake of thinking in any way that America, Britain, France or Germany will be divided or will be weak. We won't. We'll be staunch, we'll be strong, we'll be resolute, and in the end, we'll prevail. Prevail? Prevail how? We'll be the only ones able to make uh, ships. We can't let Russia be on the free market of war-making materials. <laughs> because... Gosh, that wouldn't pay us our perks from our buddies that are in the banks, are they? Did you hear him say, we're going to, well, let me just read you this. I could rant and rant. David Cameron has warned Vladimir Putin of more consequences if a, if a ceasefire in Ukraine does not hold. How can he, Russia... Putin control Eastern Ukraine, Western Ukraine, where Poroshenko, uh, where where Porky is, where the Kiev is. I mean, what if they bomb him? If it doesn't hold, why is that Russia's fault? These guys are completely crazy. He was speaking at a, in a visit at that uh, Glasgow um, uh, shipyard. This by the way, last Friday. <clears throat> and he said it's the responsibility lies squarely with Vladimir Putin and Russia to keep the peace there. Well, Russia isn't there. The only thing they're sending in is food. Well, talking of an era of constant competition with Russia, <laughs> Bradshaw, who is a, um, well, he's, he was speaking to a, and you might want to know who Bradshaw is, right? I'll tell you here in a minute. He was speaking to an audience at the Royal United States Institute. Who is Bradshaw? He is now the head of NATO. He's British. So he's a, I think he's a general, not an admiral. But Bradshaw was talking and said that, of course, you know, hey, if you're a general of a military organization, the most exciting thing you can have is a war, because that's what I was born for. That's what they think. They have no idea military is to keep peace and to protect the people of the country they're in from their own leaders if they have to, but they don't do that because they're scared. Anyway, he said that NATO had to maintain a cohesive system of deterrence on its eastern borders because Russia is scary. Well, they probably need to go way past Russia and go over to the Chinese border. That's the one that's really scary. If you've ever gone to my website, gone down that list of links into the uh, cyber warfare map that's live, it shows you where all the cyber warfare is going on. Right there in the, in the right there. And very little of it seems to be occurring out of Russia. Most of it's coming from China. 
against America. But where is the ranting and the constant mouthing diuretic uh, crud coming against China? There isn't any. There isn't any at all, because first of all, they're scared of China. Last Sunday, February 22nd, generally speaking, there was peace. Well, silence was generally, generally respected in this Ukrainian outbreak of war. However, cannon fire still thundered against Donetsk. Donetsk. Donetsk is eastern Ukraine. That is the breakaway republics of the DPR and the LPR. Donetsk People's Republic and the Lugansk People's Republic. Can't hardly say those words. Ukrainian security forces intensified. That means Kiev intensified shelling of the northern and northwestern outskirts. We're talking sub suburbs, folks, of Donetsk capital. <laughs> so during the ceasefire, they started shelling civilian homes. Massive attacks <clears throat> were not conducted in Luhansk Republic, but firefights and uh, that kind of thing occurred, and they fought back. <laughs> but they continued to fight them constantly. So what did Cameron say? What we need now is to deliver the strongest possible message to Putin and to Russia that what has happened is unacceptable and that ceasefires need to hold, and if they don't, there will be more consequences, more sanctions, and more measures. All they did for this, all this peace talk was, was to make it an excuse to do more. And, of course, they downgraded Russia companies and the nation of Russia to junk status. Who cares about the Jewish-controlled credit ratings anymore? What are there, three of them? That's all. They all dance to the same music. And I think it's called Fiddler on the Roof or something, you know? So here I'm going to give you the real hostilities from the SITREP report that I promised I would give you every week of what's really going on in the Ukraine. On Friday night, February 21st to 22nd, is where we'll start. Cannon fire was periodically heard in the suburbs of the DPR capital, Donetsk, that's what it's called, Sunday. Now this is, hey, this this was supposed to be ceasefire time, okay? Sunday, AFU forces. Now, do you know what AFU forces? Probably time we start doing the Ukrainian armed forces, okay? Armed forces of Ukraine. That's the Kiev group, okay? That's the, the bad guys of Ukraine. 
They fired on one of the suburbs of Donetsk, while other districts were also under fire. What kind of fire? We're not talking rifle fire. We're talking cannon fire. Early AM shelling hit areas of Donetsk that were never hit before, and they were all civilian public, just people's houses, suburbs. By Sunday evening, artillery still could be heard in Donetsk, and this was supposed to be after a ceasefire. This meant that starting at midnight, they started at 1 o'clock in the morning, by the way, and all and just kept going. Also on Sunday, the National Guard shelled the outskirts of Donetsk, and, well, because of that, guess what happened? Two civilians got hit. At the Donetsk airport, tanks from Kiev engaged in intense, in intense fighting all night at the airport. And by uh, when they started at 1 a.m., the Donetsk uh, defenders, uh, they suffered greatly from all these mortar attacks and tanked them. It's pretty heavy uh, fighting. In, uh, I mean, it's in big fighting in, at the airport. And by, uh, so it started at midnight, and by nine hours later at 9, 10 a.m., the militia for the freedom fighters, and in their positions, they got a mortar bombardment from two nearby towns at the same time. Ukrainian armed forces struck a checkpoint in Donetsk, and they launched multiple rocket systems. They had what they call MLRS. Those are multiple launch rocket systems. Uh, after they got the checkpoint attacked, they retreated, and then they attacked these checkpoints again with rockets from these things that are called multiple launch rocket systems. And they did it from two different uh, directions, and they did two different checkpoints. By 6 p.m., the Ukrainian military began shelling the suburbs again, and several houses were hit in a different area called the 5th District. And by 7 p.m., the Donetsk people's militia were fired upon with small arms and mortars again in two little areas, which composed of a mining town. These were mines. These were mining areas. Very, very interesting <clears throat> that these were mining areas. I, I, you know what? It's, uh, it's very, very difficult to sit here and get this kind of information and not know that we're, we're really talking about lies of Washington, constantly saying Russia did it, Russia did it. And the bottom line, folks, is that they don't like two things. Number one, that there's another kid in the street that can compete at taking sales away to the world for war making, and that it doesn't reside with Israeli-backed industri uh, military-industrial complexes, whether they are Jewish-owned in America, Jewish-owned in Britain, or wherever. They don't like it. They don't like it whatsoever, and even if they're not fighting anybody or going to threaten anybody, they don't like the fact they can 
sell on the market and and compete with their arms dealers. So much for their big philosophy of free market, huh? And now I'm talking about all this basically to say this. The war on terror, you know, is false. But the war on terror just made a big turn, a big one. DHS, that wonderful organization that needs to be removed, is now warning that there are threats inside our country from people that do not agree with the government and that they are the terrorists. (laughs) There you go. What happened is that we have a report now on this behavior by our government in uh, Zero Hedge, and I'm going to read it to you, if you don't mind. I think it's worth, worth listening to. What you're about to read from CNN is just the very beginning of the international demonization of a growing segment of U.S. population that rightly believes that the government is run by a collective of thieving, corrupt, immoral sociopaths. Folks, none of that could be any less true. This is true. Folks, you live in a corrupted, fallen apart, thieving entity that took over our country. And these guys are immoral, parasitic sociopaths. And I'd actually like to give you the real word for sociopath. They're psychopaths. That's what they are. This isn't speculation, he says, either. Years of Content on this site serves as a definitive proof that it is true. Commingling dissent, commingling dissent begs a begs a question. What is commingling dissent? Well, that's you and me. <laughs> commingling dissents, violence, and right wing ideology will be key in the ultimate division of government critics in these United States and a successful attempt to scare people away from questioning a clearly degraded and parasitic status quo. In other words, if you even question the government, you must be anti-government. Folks, isn't it about time that we continue to rant about the fact that we're not the anti-government They're the anti-government. Because they're not government. We, the people, are government. What they are, are servants. We can call them by their proper name, public servants. They are not the government, but they, the public servants, are anti-government. 
The writing has been on the wall for many years. About this development, on many occasions, I have wrote, Martin Armstrong's model is correct. The U.S. economy starts to move downward in 2015 and will continue. Descent will spread across the land as our economy crashes like brush fire and the status quo will call dissenters against this economic collapse terrorists. They already did this during the Occupy Wall Street, he said. My advice to everyone, for everyone that is listening, is don't fall for it. Instead, be prepared. Sure, there will always be neo-Nazis, genuine racist crazies, and those that just merely hate any evidence of government control. In other words, anarchists. But, Folks, they are so small in number, they actually dwarf the psychopaths in Washington, don't they? And in the States. He says here, stories like the following are pure government propaganda and are guaranteed to increase exponentially in, in, the, in the near future. So here's what one of the stories headline says, and this was from CNN. Washington, they're carrying out sporadic terrorist attacks on police, have threatened attacks on government buildings, and reject government authority. Folks, it's become so perverse in Homeland Security that everything that the FBI did is now being covered by Homeland Security. Why is there a duplication of effort here? Folks, anybody that anything anybody ever did that's illegal was already illegal before Homeland Security ever came along and called it terrorism. The reason why they want to call it terrorism is to put it in their jurisdiction so they have total control and they can go around all those things called the freedoms that were protected under the Constitution like a fair trial. And they want to put any crime in and as a terrorist. This is crazy. But it's not crazy when you know who your enemy is, that they want to destroy you. Scripture says, he, they, it will come like a lion searching to devour you. And it will be incessant. It'll never stop. He said here, See how CNN commingles violence with rejecting government authority? Meaning, oh, you know, a long time ago we used to have breaking and entering. Ooh, that's kind of violent sounding. He must be a terrorist. Gosh, somebody stole some hubcaps because he wanted to get some money and fence them. And he, it's called, well, it used to be called stealing, but now it's terrorism. This is intentional, he said, and meant to subliminally link the two ideas in the minds of feeble-minded people who still get their news from CNN. I bet there are some people listening. And, and if the shoe fits, I'm sorry. But a lot of you that want to know if there's anything happening, you'll flip on that little thing and you get your little remote out and you go click, 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 and you go over to CNN. Oh, let's see if there's anything going on. What do you mean if there's anything going on? CNN's going to lie to you. 
In reality, he says, there's no such connection about the bad guy being a terrorist. Conversely, this country was founded on the idea that people should only submit to government when it is working. It only we, the government, do not have to submit to renegade public servants. Let's get this in the right, you know, language. We, the government, slash people, do not have to submit because the public servants are renegade. We don't have to. We don't have to. We will not and continue won't. Don't even think about it, guys. I'm talking to the government. <laughs> let's read let's read the first paragraph of the of the Declaration of Independence. Let's let's read what some ter- other terrorists wrote. When in the course of human events it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another, in other words, what kind of governance did they have to get rid of and reconstruct? Well, that wasn't in there. Let me continue. And to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and the law and the natures and of nature's God entitled them. A decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. In other words, if they are bad guys and the guys that we've put in place, the public servants, are no longer doing their public service, and they won't step down, we can remove them. Well, now this is being twisted. And here's the twist that CNN is putting on it. You're going to love this. A new intelligence assessment circulated by the Department of Homeland Security this month and reviewed by CNN, of course, to make sure it's okay focuses on the domestic terror threat from the right-wing sovereign citizen extremists. You know, those people that think they are not, they are sovereign. Comes as Obama administration holds a White House conference to focus efforts to fight violence in extremism. Some federal and local law enforcement groups view the domestic terror threat from sovereign citizen groups as equal to and greater than the threat from Islamic terror groups like ISIS. You've just been slapped upside the head, people, with a label that makes ISIS look like Sunday school picnic. The threat from foreign Islamic terrorist groups. Come on, give me a break. Come on, give me a break. You know what's funny? How old are you? Think about how old you've been here. How old are you? Well, let's see. 
50 years, 60 years? And I guess all this time, wherever you lived, every neighborhood that you went to, you were massing anti-government terrorism. You've had all this time to launch all this terrorism. And we're still under their thumb. Well, folks, all I can say to the government is, well, whoever these terrorists are, they've had forever to do it, being, you know, people in America. And they haven't done a very good job of being terrorists because they haven't done very much. Last time that I ever heard of a neighborhood meeting to get out the guns and go shoot somebody was like, never. While groups like ISIS and Al-Qaeda garner the most attention for the local cops, the danger is closer to home, and they said. A survey last year of state and local enforcement officers listed sovereign citizens as terrorists, and they were listed ahead of these foreign Islamics and even ahead of the domestic militia. Let's kick it up a notch or two. Folks, this is propaganda. It's exactly the kind of propaganda that I was telling you about that comes from people like Alex Jones. Only Alex Jones doesn't say you're the terrorist. He makes you think he understands that you're not the terrorist so that he can twist your direction and not let you get to the conclusion that Israel, this is his main job, to keep all attention off of Israel. And then when you begin to understand he has a Jewish wife from the Bronfman connections that he's had, and the list goes on, you'll begin to understand why you're being so deceived to listen to him. It's incredible, isn't it? Uh, I don't even know if I want to continue. Anyway, here's what it says. I'll finish it. The Homeland Security reports focus on right-wing terrorists as a subject that garnered political controversy for the Obama administration in the past. In 2009, a Homeland Security report on possible recruitment of military veterans by right-wing militia groups prompted an outcry. <laughs> in other words... If you guys keep this up, if you sovereign citizens keep this up, you might end up being, oh gosh, fighting for your lives. Fighting for your lives. Hey. Got something for you to listen to. This general that keeps talking about Russia being bad, Russia being bad, is a mantra of ridiculous proportions. And now this mantra, folks, is the focus, if you've noticed, has shifted from the threat being on America to the threat being on Europe. Do you, have you seen that? Let me say it again. The threat 
on Americans from the foreign terrorist organizations has been reduced. And it's now the the propaganda saying that it's moving to a threat against Europe, okay? So that in the meantime, in America, they can focus the threat on its internal organizations that are anti-control, such as opinionated Tea Party groups, etc., 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 the Ron Paul people that put bumper stickers on and are, of course, being reported as terrorists by the fusion centers where they are all run by little Jew boys about 25 years old. Here is what the attitude of generals are of NATO, the guy that I was telling you about, the NATO guy, he thinks Russia is still communist. Here you go. Listen to this. I can no longer sit back and allow communist infiltration, communist indoctrination, communist subversion, and the international communist conspiracy to sap and impurify all of our precious bodily fluids. That's not him, but that's what he was saying. Homeland security, folks, is the mantra of a degraded, morally collapsed group of individuals who basically are run, the whole organization is anti-America, anti-family, and is perverted to the extent that almost anybody that has any power at all in Homeland Security is a queer. They're queer. They do these workarounds to get people to cause their local law enforcement people to ramp up and become more aggressive military-wise and to think they have to have all this stuff in order to enforce the will of the politician, not the people. So if you take an example of equipment grants to state and local law enforcement, there are already two different kinds of federal programs to help these police departments get their equipment. The Department of Defense has a program, and it sends out surplus military gear to law enforcement and requires that they use it in a year. Do you know prior to the 1995 Oklahoma City bombing that there were sheriffs giving militias equipment to help them? Do you know why? Because militias were going into the farmers' fields where they were hiding growing drugs in operations uh, related to the drug cartels, and they had mined They had put mines in the field 
around their operations. And they asked the militia to go in and defuse them. Not, they didn't have, government wouldn't do it. But the sheriff needed help. The sheriff was asked to do it. The sheriff said, I'm not equipped to do so. They, so the militias had the talent to do it. And so they were given militias equipment to go help fight the drugs and corruption. Well, you can't have that, can you? Sometimes even the sheriffs are in on it. Well, anyway, the Department of Justice Burn Grant is also a program. It's called B-Y-R-N-E. It's another grant that gives these police departments stuff. Now, have you ever noticed that when you get a new intersection in town today, they'll give you federal money, but there's one caveat from the emperor. You must put in a camera on that corner, too. So if a little, small town of nowhere, nowhere at all wants to get federal funds to maybe redo an intersection or expand and widen the highway and put in curbs and sidewalks, they must also put in a camera at that intersection. It's always required. Why do we even give them money? Just keep it and pay for it ourselves. Well, the DHS now has its own set of grants. Did you know that? They have grants to allow police departments to purchase military and other equipment. They give grants besides these other two. It's supposed to be used for countering terrorism. But countering terrorism is not using the equipment for routine drug enforcement. And that's what they've been using it for. Now, a recent White House report pointed out having three different departments giving resources to the local police has made it harder to track down how these resources are being used. And if the Department of Justice, for example, finds out that a police department has been misusing funds or violating the uh, Constitution, it can cut off the DOJ grant money. But the police department can turn around and apply somewhere else for it, like the ruthless DHS. Oh, we can't get it from the Department of Justice because they found out we were illegally using the equipment, so let's be illegal and get it from the Department of Homeland Security. Fusion centers, I was mentioning earlier, they have these regional hubs. Did you know they're supported by the Department of Homeland Security? Guess who suggested fusion centers to the Department of Homeland Security? The ADL? That's who? That Jewish group, that Jewish hate group. And then they share all their intel with law enforcement and tell who the bad guys are. Oh, well, that uh, that guy down the street, he's a... Uh, He's a conservative Tea Party person. You better watch him. He's likely going to be a terrorist. <laughs> In the meantime, I'm going to go down to the bathhouse, and we're going to kidnap a whole bunch of kids off the streets, and we're going to rape them. Would you like to join us? The fusion centers aren't limited to sharing information about terrorism, by the way. 
They're also supposed to monitor other types of crime, but guess what? They don't. The problem is that, here's the problem. We already had the FBI. It already had something called the Joint Terrorism Task Force to investigate this. And they also had field intelligence groups to share information about it. We have all this redundancy in government, but here's the reason we have it. The power broker said, I can't necessarily control the FBI as well as we want, so let's start a new group and put in who we want that we can control. So we'll go get queers out of Arizona and Chertoff from Israel, and we'll put them in and have them run things because we can control them. They might even likely like or have the same agenda as our as ours. The DHS is an agency looking for a problem. The problems of crime already were existent, and the agencies to fight crime were already existent. Now they just want more money to do it. That's all they're doing, is taking more money to do what they were already doing. It's good to have two agencies that are in competition to oversight each other, but this isn't this is ridiculous. This is like the fourth the fourth one. We have the ATF, <laughs> we have the FBI, okay? We have state troopers, sheriffs, by the way, sheriff outranks DHS, outranks state troopers, everybody. But they didn't have control of them like they wanted, so they had to start an entity they could control. And voila, we get this thing called the Department of Homeland Security, a ruthless group of individuals. They were smelling the money before it even got started. I knew sheriffs that were chomping at the bit. They saw the money coming and they were ready to go for it. Some of them were running the drugs and prostitution in cities like Oklahoma City. They're corrupt as hell. By the way, that guy has a little Napoleon complex. If he gets this information, I hope he gets the message. A little runt. I think I've ranted enough about all this today. I'll have some articles up in the news about uh, Ukraine, about Cameron, about the encryption and uh, privacy tools some links to uh, the Zero Hedge article I was just reading from. I will also have, of course, you remember that there are links over to Eurofolk Radio. Good, uh, good information. No, none of us will ever agree with anybody all the time. It's just there. Remember, 
you are in occupied territory that has taken over this country. And there's a reason. And it's about ready to end. And it's going to not go out with a whimper. It's going to be nasty. Nasty, nasty, nasty. You'll find this broadcast in the archives at the Waterman Files. It will not be up at TalkShoe. Wednesday, Rusty will be on. He's listening right now. Thanks for reminding me. He will be on and he will be talking about the WebBot report. Here's what he says. Much of what's happening, ISIS uh, can cut off lots of people's heads and murder Christians, but Americans are the enemy of the stove. That's different. Okay, sorry. (laughs) Anyway, he's going to go over the WebBot report. This ought to be a good one, folks. Things are happening so rapid. Yeah, the 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 author of the report has to put it in audio format. It's been my pleasure again being with you. Same time, same place. Remember, we will soon be having a private broadcast, and you need to email me or call me to find out how to get into the broadcast. It's all free. But we're blocking. I saw maybe five heavy-duty trolls that were trying to get in today, and it didn't work. But we've got to get it stopped. We've got too much to do. The time is too short. We've got a lot to cover. And this is our location for communications, mainly continuing to talk to you on a regular basis so that if it ever stays up and things do hit the fan, you can come here for information. I'll talk to you real soon. Bye.
Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.